3: Always follow the follow money. money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VCN. We are off and running on a President's Day weekend. Hope all of you are enjoying a three-day weekend and maybe some decent weather wherever you may be on this Monday morning. Tim Murray sitting in for the gentleman. This week as they continue a little vacay post-Super Bowl. So in for Mitch and Paul this morning. Actually all week as well. Uh, I won't be rolling solo all week. But here we are on a Monday morning. Fresh off of a, uh, called a weekend. Not a a great weekend, but a fine weekend. We had a whole lot unfolding in front of us. We had the Daytona 500. We had the All-Star Game late last night. We had some interesting college basketball. Not a, a... a, a massive college hoops weekend, but still some things that unfolded in front of us and uh, Kansas, quite the performance that we saw from them at Fall Gallon Fieldhouse, just absolutely dominating Baylor in the second half. NFL news coming and going. So a lot to get to here on a Monday morning. You could tweet me at one Tim Murray. We will uh, we'll have some fun on a President's Day Monday here, holiday weekend. Some of those folks on the East Coast might be taking uh, might have the kids off all week so uh if you need a little escape that's fine we will we will be here uh with you a couple guests so far scheduled uh and maybe a couple other folks to uh to drop on by Aaron Nagler who is the co-founder of uh, Cheesehead Cheesehead TV man who knows a thing or two about the Packers and has covered that franchise for quite some time I don't know I have not confirmed nor denied Uh, whether or not he is uh, in the darkness with Aaron Rodgers, but he will join us at 8.30 Eastern. Seth Greenberg, ESPN college basketball analyst. His thoughts on the weekend that was and a big-time showdown tonight in the Big 12 with TCU. I want to get to them here uh, in just a little bit. Taking on Kansas uh, in Fort Worth tonight. TCU, you saw over the weekend some of their futures odds drop. Uh, Some shops were very quick to adjust, on their performance uh, that the uh, that the Horned Frogs had against Oklahoma State this weekend, putting up a Hundy spot with Mike Miles Jr. returning to action for TCU, but also some just kind of lagging. So we'll uh, we'll get to TCU and the legitimacy of them making a run in March, which I know a lot of people expecting. Hey, it's a it's a wide open field, maybe. I think there's a good chance. Also, we will talk some NBA. Jonathan Von Tobel will join us later on in the show. And like I said, a couple people might uh, might stop on through. We'll see how the show, uh, see how it all plays out. But we did have the All-Star game last night. And I, let's say a, a show of hands. Did you bet the All-Star game? Did you bet some player props? Did you bet the total? Did you watch the draft unfold the way that it did and say, oh, I got to lay it? With Team LeBron. Team LeBron, I believe, was undefeated against Team Giannis since this uh, new format. I believe it was 5-0 and against Team Giannis. Or Team LeBron was 5-0. and I guess he hadn't always gone up against Team Giannis. I think it was early on, I want to say it was versus Kevin Durant. But uh, GM LeBron did not get the victory last night as it was uh, Team Giannis. 184-175. to The thing I want to point out here... Should we, every year, blindly bet the over in the All-Star game? So the total last night closed at 323 and a half. Some 324s out there. That is a whole heck of a lot of points, right? That is, with a two and a half point spread, that is the books saying we think this game is going to be 163 to 160 around in that ballpark. So I... Went around. I'm like, okay, is this just an easy, no-brainer bet? Oddly enough, last year it was an under. Now it was very close. And remember, you have the uh, the Elam's ending there at the end of the game, where they uh, hit a point in the uh, in the game. Then they say there's X amount of points that need to be scored, which is what unfolded last night. But should we just bet it blindly? So last year it goes under, but the last, if you include last night, the last 14 All-Star games have gone over the total. And last night was, was certainly not a sweat. 184 to 175, what is that, 359 points? So not really much of a sweat last night if you played the over. That would be, I'll be honest, and there are player plop, props. If anyone's out there who bet Jason Tatum, congratulations on uh, on him to win the MVP. That was a, a nice cash. I think different books were out there. I think Bet Rivers. I saw ten to one uh, had Jason Tatum cashing the uh, the MVP last night. So that was a nice one. And we'll hit on all of the uh, the big hits of the week wi- weekend in win some lose some uh, coming up in our next segment. But that would be honestly the only thing I could personally bet on. In the All Star Game, and now look, there might be people out there who can handicap this All Star Game with the best of them, but I, and I'm not going to be the guy who's going to complain about the All Star Game because I think we all know what they are at this point. There were different players last night saying it's you know it's not basketball. I think uh, Coach Malone of the uh, of the Nuggets said it was the worst basketball game he had ever seen, but that's what we've kind of come to know, right? Look at every All Star Game. What All Star Game? Is a quality product. Baseball? Yeah, I think you could say that. But even there's frustrations in that where you know the ex-players aren't playing as long, and then you've got, you know, guys from the Pirates and the Nationals playing late in the innings. So baseball you can't really mess up all that much. Football, we don't even know what it is anymore. I actually think it's kind of interesting now with the with the flag football, you know, game because it had become a glorified flag football game. And now we've just said, you know what? Just make it a flag football game. And it seemed like year one, it kind of worked out. So I, I don't know. I every year I feel like we wake up. It's kind of this weird part of the schedule in the sports calendar, and people start complaining about, oh, you know, this All Star game is an abomination. It is every year. It always has. It hasn't always hasn't been, but. It's been this way for a long time. LeBron, a little bit nicked up, checks himself out after halftime. Giannis, dealing with a wrist injury, checks himself after 15 seconds or whatever it was, scores the first basket of the game, and then checks himself out, a la, I think it was Chris Paul last year. I think you have to know what you're getting into with these all-star games. And And that's fine. When it comes to a betting aspect, Totals seem to be the only way to go, because next year, and if we talk to an odds maker this week, I would be very curious to hear how they will go about setting the proper total. So the total, once again, closed one, uh, 323.5, which is astronomical, which I believe was the second highest. I think last year might have been just a little bit higher. I think I saw 325 was the total last year, so just a little bit under. But 323 and a half. Once again, with a spread of two and a half, that's the books telling you, yeah, it's around 163, 160. 163, 161. The final was 184, 175. You had 99 points in the first half by one uh, by Team Giannis in the first half. You had Jason Tatum dropping 55 points. But all in all, come on, folks. If you're really getting upset about this. Just don't watch it. You know what I did last night? I'll be honest. I had Washington State last night, so I was watching. I was watching Washington State Oregon, much much more uh, invigorating there. By the way, Cougs got it done. Bad loss for Oregon, but uh, Washington State took took care of business. There are other things to be done than watching the All Star game. UNLV and Boise State last night. Rebs got the cover, but uh, Boise State an important win for them and their and uh, their at large hopes. So. I don't. I know. I we, we. I can't avoid it. But can we not? Uh, can we not get all fired up about the All Star Game? I think more importantly, the stretch run after here, this All Star Game, and what teams are going to make that run? Most notably, are the Lakers going to make the playoffs? You know, you look at the Eastern Conference. Bucks ended the uh, the first half of the season red hot. They won uh, over the Celtics, albeit without. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown playing in that game? but the Bucs right on the Celtics' heels? Could the Celtics, or excuse me, could the Bucks ultimately grab that number one seed from the Celtics? I mean, I think those are the more interesting discussions than wasting our time getting mad and yelling at a cloud that the All-Star game stunk. Yeah, it stunk for a long time, as has the Pro Bowl, as has hockey's All-Star game, which they had to tweak. It's becoming what is, I mean, I don't even know if that's made-for-TV type of uh, programming, but I think, I mean, the way it's going to go, honestly, guys, moving forward, is miking up players like we saw last night, which had its ups and downs, you know, the draft before the game. These are the type of things that that we're going to look at. And then when it comes to a betting side of things, I don't know how you could just say, yeah, let's, I've handicapped it, and it's going to be Team LeBron. And up until last night, I guess that it worked out for you. But the total uh, might be the way to go if, you, uh, if you're if you Jones and for action. Or, you know, if you want to uh, ultimately just uh, take a look at uh, some college basketball like Washington State last night. Home dog, or home uh, slight favorite against Oregon. Wasn't the prettiest, but uh, they were able to get there. So we got a lot going on uh, as the show goes on here on, uh, on Follow the Money. Uh, we'll be with you throughout the morning here. So... We will be talking uh, a lot uh, that unfolded this weekend here, with some wins, some lose some some interesting NFL things that uh, unfolded. So, folks, as basketball and hockey con- uh, seasons continue, Bet On Lines Rivers Sportsbook is the place to be. Bet Rivers has uh, you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday hockey first goal insurance, Saturday hockey same game parlay bet weekly pro basketball bet in get and more check out betrivers.com or download the bet rivers app it's a whole new game riding right solo on president's day tim murray in for the boys it is follow the money here on Vison the sports betting network
0: He's going to guard. He's going exactly. guard. Like, you see him in
2: the
1: exactly. Olympics, he's going guard. And then on I'm top of that. He's going like that, see that?
4: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella, Point Game. I remember mean, you came to my room crying, tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. Man, he? He's going to withdraw us
2: about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because then I it.
4: Ain't <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night?
0: All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can
2: they? Loser! You're a loser! Holly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some,
3: Lose Some. Tim Murray sitting in for the guys today on President's Day that is win some, lose some. We're going to take our time on this one. We're we coming off a weekend. we got a lot going on. By the way, Wayne on Twitter said, the only sport where competitors give 100% during All-Star Weekend is NASCAR. Thank you. I will uh, I will take your word for it, Wayne. You can always tweet us. At Live at one. Tim Murray. Speaking of NASCAR, quite the uh, lengthy Daytona 500 yesterday, and shout out to anyone who rolled with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. to win the Daytona 500, I think I saw it. Bet Rivers, a 40-1 to 1 cash. So some overtime needed. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. wins the Daytona 500. Going back to the All-Star game, what can you bet properly to, uh, to pull this off? How about MVP? Jason Tatum wins it. Different books out there I saw at different prices, but I did see Bet Rivers tweet out that following the game, they closed Jason Tatum. 10 to 1 to win mvp of the all-star game an mv all-star game record 55 points remember the all-star game mvp is named uh, in honor of kobe bryant now and jason tatum uh, after the game i'm you know, talking about his relationship uh, with kobe bryant the late kobe bryant so what the quite the performance not only by the way uh, by Jason Tatum, but Jalen Brown too on Team LeBron at 35 points. So it was quite the day for Boston Celtics last night as they uh, as they combined what is that 90 points? So a heck of a uh, evening there for the uh, for the Boston Celtics. But Jason Tatum setting an NBA record with uh, an NBA All Star game record, excuse me, with 55 points. All Star Weekend. Damian Lillard wins your three point contest. Maybe the only thing of All Star Weekend that is uh, untarnished is the three point contest. The best, I would say for the most part, best shooters in the game are out there. My ginger brother, Kevin Herter, did not perform all that well, but I have to give a shout out here. So, my normal show, Vison Primetime, which airs 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time here on Vison we had Rick Kamla on. From, uh, Sirius XM NBA radio and we were going over the three-point competition and we were reading off the list of competitors we got to Dane he goes stop that's your winner right there the confidence from Rick to just stop me mid question and say that's your winner he had never won it before Damian Lillard had never won it before and uh, he was able to uh, bring it on home plus 425 I saw a video he was getting interviewed. Buddy Heald uh, from the background was saying he wanted his trophy back because I think Buddy Heald, what, it won it two years in a row. So uh, Damian Lillard, and he hit the game winner and did the old uh, point to his wrist there. So Damian Lillard uh, last night hitting the uh, the game winner to close the game in the Elam's ending, and uh, he also won the three-point contest. How about Mac McClung? Now this one a little bit near and dear to my heart. I'm a D.C. guy. And not that long ago, when I was working in D.C. radio, we had heard about this dunking sensation coming out of a small town of Virginia by the name of Mack McClung. He goes to Georgetown, throws down some fancy dunks, ultimately transfers to Texas Tech, closes out his collegiate career, and since then has been G League, has had a couple uh, cups of coffee, in the NBA. Here in Nevada, you cannot bet on the dunk contest, which is an unfortunate situation because that absolutely, and I'm not saying this hindsight, would have been the bet I would have made in a flash. And depending on where you looked, various different odds, what states had this legal, far off lands, obviously they, uh, we knew that you could bet that. Mac McClung was no doubt the guy. And people knew it because his odds opened his eyes around like 250, plus 250. And he closed some shops still plus money. Some other shops he closed as an odds-on favorite. And if you tuned in, or even if you didn't tune in you've watched the highlights since then, it was a no-brainer. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, he did what I absolutely love about great dunk contests. He didn't miss. He didn't take an hour to make his dunk. And now they have the, the timer there. But the first dunk, he jumps over two people, grabs the ball from him, hits it off the backboard, throws it in backwards, and then the, the winner where he tried to pull the Vince Carter, you know, it's over, he did a 540. It was unbelievable. So, there's uh, no controversy here with Mac McClung. I'm just mad that I didn't bet it. I mean, that that could be and lose some because I lost some money not betting on Mac McClung. Everybody out there was tweeting about how Mac McClung will win this dunk contest. He was the story. I don't know if he saved the dunk contest. I saw some hot takes about that. I don't know if that's the case, but he was incredible and put on quite the show. Speaking of putting on the show, maybe not the uh, the same excitement level, but John Rahm does it again. The world's best golfer, now number one in the world. Your favorite to win the Masters. Does it again. His third win of the year goes head-to-head with my guy Max Homa. And on 16, actually I think it was 14. On 14, he hits a long birdie putt. And I was texting with... Uh, my guy Steve Sands from the Golf Channel. We both had Max Homa to win, I think around 26 to 1. Know a couple other people here at at the network, including Matt Humans, had Max Homa to win uh to win it at 26 to 1 or and thereabouts, 25 to 1. And once he hit that long birdie putt on 14, I just texted Steve Sands. I go, yeah, we're in some trouble here. And then two holes later, on the par three at 16, drops it right by the cup so a hell of a run by max homa la guy playing at riv finishes second and uh still some uh, still was able to cash a little second place prize there but John ram man what quite the run we're seeing from John ram at plus 750 that's what his odds were to win the genesis he ultimately pulls it out a couple bogeys there to, to 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 even things up didn't have a spectacular final round. Shot a 69, but a big third round. uh, 65 for John Rahm, and he wins his third tournament already of 2023, and shaping up certainly to be uh, the favorite. He already is the favorite to win the Masters uh, about two months away down there in Augusta. Less than two months away. Man, where is time going? You know we're less than three weeks away from Selection Sunday? Yeah. (laughs) Three weeks from today, Mitch and Paul will be on Follow the money and they'll have a bracket in their hands. And three weeks comes up fast. Speaking of the Genesis, how about Tiger? Tiger performed well this weekend. Made the cut. uh, Depending on where you looked, plus money to make the cut. Around plus two dollars or so. I know some people that I respect that laid it. That laid the big number for Tiger Woods to miss the cut. And uh, Tiger finished up tied for 40th or tied for 45th I should say. Didn't have a great final round. His third round was spectacular. 67 on Saturday. So great job by Tiger in that regard. And finished up T45, one under for the tournament. So for Tiger Woods, I'd say that has to be a success. First time in a long time he was out there. Makes the cut. Just inching in. uh, Closed out. He had a 74 on Friday. Cut line was plus one. He was plus one. Makes it to the weekend. Shoots a 67 on Saturday finishes up with a 73 but uh, for Tiger Woods to make the cut at plus money he does so obviously had no chance and was really never contending to win this but still to make the cut for Tiger uh was pretty darn impressive more winsome here uh let's go to college basketball what we saw from Kansas in the second half and speaking of Kansas they play tonight we'll get to that game a little bit later on here in the show but Kansas's second-half performance, folks, they were down 13 at the half to Baylor. Baylor's a team that I think can ultimately is one of those teams that can make a run to the national championship, but if you watched on Saturday afternoon at Fog Allen, what you saw is what might be the Achilles' heel for, for Baylor. They are not a good defensive team, and Kansas proved that outscoring Baylor 55-26. So if you laid five with with Kansas, and you're down 13 at the half, and ultimately you get an easy cover. 55-36, 87-71, uh, second half. And then shouts to Alabama. What a bounce back there for Alabama, coming off a loss, easy winner covering the 18 and a half. Win some, lose some. Presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book where if your first wager loses, receive a free bet equal to your stake up to $500. Learn more at betrivers.com. Guess what? We got more winsome, some. On the other side, Tim Murray on Follow the Money. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. It is uh, continuing with a little win some, lose some if you're watching with us. Look at that handsome young man, Jerry Kill, New Mexico State, your 2022 Quick Lane Bowl champions. And he got himself a big old tattoo. I love this. You know, there's a lot of people out there who say bowl games don't mean anything. And I know I'm not talking to you, decent listeners, because you know damn well that bowl games mean a whole heck of a lot to our pockets come bowl season but jerry kill got himself a tattoo after new mexico state i would say a team for the people went to detroit remember that was a like 2 30 p.m eastern kickoff there in uh, in detroit day after christmas New Mexico State takes care of business, beats Bowling Green 24 to 19. They were a dog, ladies and gentlemen, and they got the victory. So that's what I love to see. What the hell of a tattoo, man. It says Bowl Champs underneath it. New Mexico State. There we go. That's a, that's a good way to conclude winsome. All right, on to the loser. If you know me, a couple things that I cherish. You know, outside of family and all that stuff. When it comes to sports betting, the letdown spot is a thing of beauty. And unfortunately for my friends who are Maryland fans, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. You're going on the road to Nebraska, three days removed from storming the court, beating Purdue, and the Terps walked into Pinnacle Bank and Nebraska got him. There's something about that Nebraska team. They're not very good, but they're pretty fun to watch. How about uh, how about the coach's son in that one? Fred Hoiberg's son. I don't know if he played like six games all year. He gets a big steal late in that one. I was worried, so I played first half Nebraska. Kind of my move to an extent when you have these letdown spots. Let's play the first half, and then we don't have to worry about the second half. And it looked like my handicap was gonna be perfect, because Nebraska had an eight-point lead at the half. That lead was gone in a moment's notice, and it looked like, oh, Maryland might cover this game. Then they go to overtime, and I'm thinking, oh no. All my friends, Wes Reynolds on VEASAN.com gave out Nebraska, plus the points. Going to overtime, we all know, overtime, where dogs go to die. Not yesterday in Lincoln. Nebraska gets the win. Shouts to Fred Horberg, The mayor is the mayor of Ames, but maybe he's the mayor of Lincoln now, too. 70-66. to 66. Good win for Nebraska. We put here for the lose some, though. Come on, Maryland. Come off a win over Purdue. Feeling good about yourselves? And you go on the road, you lose to Nebraska. That is a lose some. This one, oof, this is ugly. North Carolina, yes, I know. We have a dog in a lose um. North Carolina, do you know what their rank was preseason? Number one. Preseason number one. We talked about Kansas. Kansas gets a win over Baylor. That was their 13th quad one win. 13th. The next most is nine. Owned by Purdue. Who shouts to Purdue? They got a cover yesterday too against Ohio State. Ohio State stinks. Whoo, man! It is—it's uh, not going well there for Chris Holtman. You got to wonder if this is uh, the last year for Chris Holtman, even though he's had his fair share of success at Ohio State. But North Carolina is now 0 and 9 in Quad One games. 0 and 9 went on the road yesterday. Fall to NC State, 77 to 69. UNC is in some serious, serious trouble when it comes to the NCAA tournament. They'll have their opportunities moving forward. North Carolina will to uh, to get in there. And look, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but if North Carolina could figure out a way, or if the committee can figure out a way to get North Carolina to Dayton, I think they'd do that. But for UNC, per Ken Palm, they are projected to win all four of their final games. They play Notre Dame on Wednesday, which is going to do nothing for their resume. But if they can beat Virginia on Saturday, but right now they're projected to be a one-point favorite. Virginia, who, by the way, was nip and tuck with Notre Dame over the weekend, one by two. Not a great look for UVA, but you got it done. Didn't lose a... What would have been, I think, a quad three loss there. But if they can beat Virginia on Saturday, they're probably in okay shape. But right now, mm-hmm. 0-9. 0 and preseason number one team. And you're starting, and I'm starting to think, you know, maybe that run to the Final Four and being up double digits against Kansas, the national championship, maybe that was a bit of a is <whistles> It is a little bit. Why is Tulsa on here? Well, I'll tell you why. Because Tulsa is the money-making machine if you fade them. The Tulsa Golden Hurricane yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, once again, obliterated in basketball. Lose the Temple 76-53. to 53. Why is this of note? Because they didn't cover They are now 3-21-1 ATS this year. Yes. 3-21-1 Oh, I apologize. I'm sorry. 3, 21, and 2. They've they they've pushed on 2. They've covered three games. Three games. The Golden Hurricane. They're making America money if you've been fading them because they got hammered again yesterday, losing by 23 to Temple. So, yeah, we got to put that in there. The worst cover team in all the land your tulsa golden hurricane if you're wondering ohio state who did not cover again yesterday losing by double digits to purdue they're now eight and 19 ats all right i got a uh got a little update here on uh on Giannis. so Giannis yesterday at the all-star game remember he, had, he was dealing with a wrist injury but he played he did the draft he played who was he trying to draft yesterday that was a was a starter who's trying to sneak that in? Was it John Morant? I can't remember. But Giannis, he plays. Tips opening tip, gets the ball, puts down a dunk, and then immediately fouls and checks himself out of the game. Remember, he had missed a couple games heading into the all-star break due to a wrist injury. I was surprised he was playing, and sure enough, he checked himself out. So we do have an update on that. We've got refunds. Refunds over, under for Giannis points was set at 23 and a half. And sure enough, he finished with two because he played for what, 15 seconds? Under bets were paid. Over bets were refunded. And DraftKings Sportsbook, that's the graphic we have up there, will be refunding all losing singles on Giannis and all same game parlay bets where Giannis is the only losing selection. So make sure uh, to check your books. There were some refunds put out there, but uh, if your book doesn't refund, which honestly I'm okay with because he did play and that's a bit of a bad beat, or you should have known this was a possibility that there would be a a refund here. All right, we have another uh, picture for you. Colleague of ours, Stormy Bonatoni, was in... Washington, D.C. late last night. The D.C. Defenders. Shouts to the Defenders. 22-18 victory. Good job, D.C. Defenders. Ben DiNucci, by the way. Remember him? Still a turnover machine. Those those things haven't changed. Threw a pick six last night. Late pick. Fumbled the ball, I think, on the second to last play of the game. But we got a picture up here of Stormy. She's standing by some some lemons there with uh, her colleague, Harry Douglas, who was on the sidelines of last night's ESPN broadcast. Why is Stormy tweeting out a picture of Lemons. Well, here, I'm going to tell you why. The DC Defenders had a tradition. Tradition, right? In their long, prestigious, four-game existence, or whatever it was, of a beer snake. What is a beer snake? It's when you put all your beer cups together, and they brought it down. But apparently... The no fun police was at Audi Field last night, and they took away the good people of Audi Field's beer snake. So in the third quarter, they started chucking lemons on the field. (laughs) And apparently it worked because two plays later, the defenders picked off Ben DiNucci and returned it for a score. So there you go. Lose some. Folks at Audi Field, let the people have their beer snake or we will throw lemons. That's what they told everybody last night. Don't mess around with our beer snake. Stormy, I'm glad glad you didn't get pelted with a lemon. You got to just take a picture by those lemons there in Washington, D.C. Tim Murray riding solo on a President's Day for the boys on Follow the Money.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Be sure to make your next bet. Before you make your next bet, it's early. I'm, you know, reading things that are kind of all jumbled. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Tim Murray in for Mitch and Paul here on Follow the Money. I'll be here all week long, uh, from my understanding. I won't be solo. I'll have someone hang out with me come tomorrow. But, you know, it's President's Day. You know, presidential? This, is this a presidential suit? I don't know. I threw on the watch today. Let's have some fun. By the way, you can always tweet me at one Tim Murray. You can tweet the network at vcin.com live friday night lose some sports ira just tweeted me he said friday night dartmouth plus 10 losing in overtime oh yeah i think uh by the way if you go to our, our arvisen dot uh, com picks page you know i would say like the majority of us you know I'd pick a night maybe like 10 total a week or whatever it may be 10 12 i think Wes reynolds puts in about 145 plays a week. And that, that's not total hyperbole. Maybe a little bit less than that. But I know that when he came in to do his show on Friday night as I was exiting the studio, as he and Femi do v live bets every uh, weeknight from 9 to midnight Eastern, I look at Wes, we always kind of just give a couple thoughts of, hey, who you got this weekend? Do you have this? Do you have that? And he goes, I had Dartmouth tonight, plus 10. They lost by 12 in overtime. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the definition of overtime. Is where tops go to die. 95 to 83. Imagine having a ticket, a double, a double-digit ticket, and after 40 minutes of basketball, it's a tie game. Oh, overtime! There, overtime is is the absolute worst for dog betters out there. So many times you have that. And look, sometimes it works out in your advantage. You know, a couple weeks ago, I laid, what, three, three and a half, I think, with St. Mary's against Gonzaga. Game goes to overtime. They won by eight. So I was very lucky. That's one of those times where you just quietly, well, I mean, if you have the app like most of us do when we bet, but you just kind of, you don't brag about that one. You know, you don't tweet about, oh, you know, I had St. Mary's. I told you. Like, no, you dope. It was tied after 40 minutes. So uh that's uh that's a rough one. Thanks for the tweet, Sports IRA. Uh for those who out there who had uh the big green catching ten, you're you're owed one. Hopefully, hopefully it paid out. Maybe you had uh Mac McClung winning the dunk contest or Dame to win the three point contest, or or maybe you just said Ricky Stenhouse. I don't know. Maybe it'll come at some point. It all works itself out. And if you had Cornell, if you laid the 10 on Friday night, you know, at some point it's going to come back and get you. There's going to be a bad beat. And the next bad beat out there, you're not allowed to complain. All right. Fair. Shake on it. If You had Cornell, the next bad beat, you just don't even tweet about it. Just know that uh, you're good to go. All right. Um, Top of the hour, we're going to talk, uh, we'll revisit a little NBA, some sound from uh, some, some sound from sound LeBron as well. But uh, a lot of uh, notable NFL moves that have been unfolding late last week, over the weekend, and it became official on, I think it was Saturday, it became official that Eric Bieniemy is headed to Washington to be the assistant head coach and offensive coordinator. And I know a lot of people are kind of scratching their heads. There's a picture of him. I like the uh, I like the flex. He's got his Super Bowl ring on. It's a nice thing to bring one of those Super Bowl rings into uh, into Ashburn, Virginia, because well, that franchise hasn't seen one in going on. Let me see here. Oh, three decades. Yeah, it's been it's been super fun uh, following that franchise. But Eric Bieniemy takes over now in Washington. Matt Nagy is going to be promoted. I believe I, I don't know if that's official, but he's going to step into the offensive coordinator role there in Kansas City. But I, I do realize there's a lot of people wondering, like, what, huh, why? Why would you go to Washington? But for everything that's that we gather, it's, it's for him to run the show. It's for him to have his fingerprints fully on this offense to hire some of the staff that he wants. And I would imagine, knowing that he has interviewed a number of times for head coaching jobs, it has not worked out, as we well know, and has been well documented, that this must have been the move, and and you could kind of feel it, right? Andy Reid, post Super Bowl, speaking, you know, so highly of Eric Bieniemy, rightfully so, they won the Super Bowl, but also you could just—it was an extra little oomph uh, for Eric Bieniemy's stock, so to speak, and now he heads to Washington. I'll say this about Washington. And if my normal partner Sean King was sitting next to me he would uh, he wouldn't be able to stop so I'm glad I get I can talk without him you know jumping over me because he loves Sam Howell. Now I am not going to sit here and say you know those 19 passes Sam Howell threw against the Dallas Cowboys in a game that essentially was a glorified preseason game because the Cowboys had nothing to play for that tells you everything you need to know about Sam Howell and this offense. But there are some really interesting options there for Eric Bieniemy to to work with here. And to go from Scott Turner's system there in Washington to now his kind of West Coast type of feel, knowing that you have a Jahan Dotson and a Terry McLaurin. The quarterback position obviously is, is a question mark. My guess would be that Washington will bring in some sort of veteran to compete with Sam Howell. No, I do not expect them to be in the Derek Carr sweepstakes or the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. But I do think that whether it be a Andy Dalton or a Jacoby Brissett, someone of that ilk to compete with Sam Howell. Now the question is, where Washington is situated in this year's draft, does Eric Bieniemy fall in love with someone in this draft and want to trade up for him? A la what the Kansas City Chiefs did, and what has essentially turned that franchise into a solid franchise. Into who knows what they're going to be with Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if anyone out there is, you know, in this draft is going to be the next Patrick Mahomes. And it seems like Bryce Young is certainly going to be the number one pick. And then you look at, uh, you know, how it unfolds after that. Where will Will Levis go? Where will CJ Stroud go? Anthony Richardson kind of being that that wild card type of player. But let's remember this though. Because we always have these sweeping declarations of this guy's going to be the next, you know, big thing. And, you know, who knew that Josh Allen would be as good as he is? I didn't. I thought he'd be a bust. I kept hearing about, oh, you know, he's got all this arm strength. Oh, worked out. It's working out pretty well. There in Buffalo. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was playing in this Texas Tech system that nobody thought that he would become what he is. Not even close. But Kansas City saw something, right? They traded up 17 spots to go get him. So we'll see. But I'm, I'm pulling for Eric Bienemy. Look, I'm from D.C. That franchise is, has been a disaster since Dan Snyder's owned them. And hopefully for that franchise and for that fan base and for Eric bien and Ron Rivera, the sale does happen, and you get a rejuvenated fan base that is going in. I don't know if I'm going to say droves, but you know, getting fired up to to head out there. So uh, that is, uh, I know one that made people scratch their heads, but you know, Washington. With their offensive talent, and now with Eric Bieniemy running the shots, I think there's going to be some juice there for not not to win the NFC, but look outside of the 49ers and Eagles, it seems pretty pretty open, right? But the Eagles certainly still are in that neighborhood there for uh, for the Commanders. Uh, Derek Carr, where will he go? Well, apparently uh, there were some pictures taken. He was out whining and dining with Robert Sala and the Jets, so. Could he be a New York Jet? We know Woody Johnson, the owner, really wants to make a splash at the quarterback position. If I were Derek Carr, I'd get out of the AFC. Go to New Orleans. Go to Carolina. I think Carolina, with Derek Carr, with Frank Reich, with, you know, you bring in the Broncos, defensive coordinator, the offensive pieces that are there, the young talent on offense, our defense too. If I were Derek Carr, all things being equal, money being equal, Forget the Jets, playing Buffalo twice a year. Carolina, man. The NFC South. That is, you, you walk in, you're the favorite of that division if you sign with the Carolina Panthers. One hour in the books, it is Follow the Money. Tim Murray, in for the boys here on v Sin the Sports Betting Network.